How's it going, lovebirds? You're now listening to the podcast that brings you real relationship advice from real relationship experiences. I'm your host, Derek Brown Jr., and this is a Good Relationships podcast, season number two, episode number eight. And on today's podcast, my guest is Michaela Hughes Shaw. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you have going on? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am a former Miss Iowa. I just finished up my year as Miss Iowa in 2018. I'm currently a student at the University of Iowa. That's like the biggest identity that I hold right now. Trying to figure out what's next, all those next steps. It's terrifying and exciting. Uh, I'm from the Quad City, so I'm a proud Quad citizen. Rock Island Rocks 2015. I will always rep the rocks <laughs> wherever I am. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got right now. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and I know we're recording pretty close by, so that's to Rock Island High School, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. It me. is. It mm-hmm. is. It's my home, always. So going into the topic, today's topic is my experience in a long-term healthy relationship. So I'll repeat that one more time. My experience in a long-term healthy relationship. And you know how we do. We like to go straight into the questions. So my first question for you, Michaela, is what do you feel like has been necessary in terms of maintaining a healthy relationship for this long? It might sound cliche, but communication and evaluation like always being willing to meet each other where you're at and making sure that things are working the way that they should be and if they're not having those hard conversations checking yourself checking each other (laughs) and then (laughs) you know really just working on whatever your partner needs at the time how long have you been in a relationship (sighs) almost four years well it will be four years on january 17th um but I would say it's been a little over four years that we've been dating, definitely. But our official date is on January 17th. Um, <laughs> That's coming up. It is. It's coming up. So I've I've been with, his name is Anthony. I've been with Anthony since I started school at the University of Iowa. So I really don't know what college is like without Anthony. Mm. Yeah. I have a question for that later on. But mm-hmm. um, just a transition of high school to college and being in that relationship Mm -hmm. um but I wanted to know because you brought up something that was pretty interesting you said check each other what is what does checking each other mean (laughs) okay I don't mean that in a disrespectful way by any means but being able to have the hard conversations about hey you aren't serving me in this way um like one thing that I really had to work on so being a former Miss Iowa Uh, You spend this year where it's all about you and everybody has to live on your schedule because you're constantly going and doing appearances or you're traveling. So I did 150 plus community and school appearances. I drove 40,000 miles and Iowa is not that big. So it was a lot of back and forth and all over the country, really. But evaluating that it's not all about me anymore. Mm Um, was really important and making sure that I was also supporting Anthony in his dreams too. That was something that I needed to be checked on and something that I've really been working on. Um, and so when I say I don't mean like go out there and disrespect the mm-hmm. people that you're with, but just be like, hey, this is what I need right now. This is what's been going on. This is how I'm feeling. 
and be open and honest. Yeah. Definitely. So communication, honesty. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like something that, you know, may bother you, what kind of process do you have? Do you like hold it in for a little bit or do you immediately just go to Anthony and you're like, look, we got to talk about this right now. <laughs> oh, we're, I'm, I'm horrible at just holding things in and then letting them turn into something bigger than they need to be, which is another thing that I've been working on. Uh, just to keep everything healthy, healthy and functioning. Uh, it's not good to hold grudges and you're t- wasting energy on mm-hmm. something that could be handled mm-hmm. with an upfront, blunt conversation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course, it'll be dramatic at times, but uh, just being willing to have that conversation is really important. Yeah, I think that, um, like, when you said wasting energy, and I, I thought about, like, all the times where I personally in relationships where I'm like, you know what, this probably isn't that big of a deal. And we could have spent so much time like being in a positive, you know, good vibration, spending quality time together, but instead yes. we're ignoring each other. And we're and, playing games. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, we're all too old for mind games. It's just like the other day, like Anthony and I are far from perfect, but I was mad it's, it's going to sound so funny. I was mad because I wanted eggs and bacon and beans for breakfast because Anthony's Salvadorian and he just got back um, from visiting family over the holidays. And so he brings back these like wonderful beans. They're so good. And in my mind, I had this breakfast set up in my mind. It was like eggs, beans, bacon, you know, the whole thing, some tortillas. And then we didn't have eggs and I was so sad and I was so upset. He's like, Michaela, you need to pull yourself together. Like, you've been mad about this for, like, two hours. And, once again, energy wasted. No, I Like, I mean... small, <laughs> tiny things. We act like an old married couple. But, but, yeah, and then also, too, just if you are arguing about small things that really don't matter, it's more energy wasted. More time that you could be spending together. More time that you could be building something. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Whenever it's like, you know, that energy, do you ever use that energy in a different kind of way? You know, like, do you ever transfer that energy or create with that kind of energy whenever you're, like, not in the best mood, you know? Because I know you play the violin. I do. I use my violin for therapy, even just outside of, like, relationship things, just anything that I'm going through. Mm. I will go and just play for hours on end, learn a couple new songs, those sorts of things. It is important to have healthy outlets, though, um, especially when you need something to release your energy into. Mm-hmm. Might as well make it something positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I only say that because I know sometimes you may like be upset at your partners and mm-hmm. you can't like communicate with them initially, like right off the bat. You know, you still yes. have your like You're upset. You're still in your dramatic, right? Little <laughs> mood. They may be at work or like on a plane ride or something and you know you're feeling furious and you can't even talk about it and you got to do something with that energy go work out too that's a really good way to release some swear yes best workouts are when you're mad about something swear you're like how am i lifting so much right how did i run four miles <laughs> mm-hmm. what <laughs> like michaela you've been on that cardio machine for about two hours right what? i'm gonna need you to get <laughs> off it's not good <laughs> Okay, question number two. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a time where you and your partner took time off? And if so, what did you experience during that period of time? We actually have never 
not been together. Um, I think every couple goes through a phase where they wonder if they are right for one another. I think one of my biggest things has always been, like I said, I don't know what college is like without Anthony. I'm only 18, or I was 18 when I met him, and now I'm 22. So my entire young adulthood has been in a relationship. So I think more so me than him, I would be like, what if I'm not making the right decision of being in a really serious relationship at such a young age? Like, Mm -hmm. do I need to grow and develop on my own? But we're still here. I mean, he stuck around through all of that. But we have had those conversations before. Um, And ultimately, I think what we've decided is that it's okay that we're in a serious relationship at a young age. Um, It's something that doesn't necessarily happen as much as it used to. But it kind of makes us an outlier of our friends to everyone's like, when are you getting married? We're still not ready for marriage. (laughs) We still have no clue what's going on in life. So... That's a very, like, you know, honorable for you to say that, though, just, like, being in those long-term relationships because mm-hmm. you, you got a lot of people who are in relationships for very short periods of time, and they're like, you know what, let's get married, you well, know? Well, I think when you know, you know, definitely, but Anthony and I are in kind of a unique situation, so Anthony's from Houston, I'm from here, we met at school, um, he's a couple years older than me, too, so Anthony has his master's degree, and I will just be finishing my undergraduate degree. Um, And he really wants to get back to the South. I really don't know where I wanna go. I don't know exactly what I wanna do yet. So I think we are trying to figure out how we're going to navigate this relationship if we do have to do distance for a few years before we figure out where that's going to come to. But yeah, there's definitely this pressure to be engaged and to be married already just because we've been together for four years and we just know that we want to make sure that everything is good before we make that big decision and sacrifice dreams just Mm -hmm. for a relationship Mm -hmm. yeah I think a lot of people forget that like and I you know of course it's they say one life to live and Mm -hmm. it's like sure you could be in a relationship and you know some people do get divorced and stuff but that's not always a goal you know you can prevent that especially if you have the time to especially if you have the communication to with your partner Mm -hmm. you can you know really figure things out before you make that decision so that you don't necessarily have to get to that point of divorce when you spend that time with them you're like okay now I feel like I don't want to be with you it's like okay we could have figured this out before we got married but I get it, you know, you yeah. love someone in that moment and I'm sure you'll still love them even after divorce. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of like kind of looking at things as a, as an individual also mm-hmm. and realizing like, well, is this worth me? Like you said, dreams, goals, traveling, like all those kind of things. It can be a little bit difficult if you're not on the same page with your partner. Definitely, and I feel like we're on the same page, which is good. I think, like, relationships, especially with distance, well, in in general, too, um, compatibility has to be, like, you have to be compatible. It can't just be love, because sometimes love is just not enough to Mm -hmm. make something work. Like, you have to see how you function together, and that's when you know if if this is really going to work or not. I like what you said, and I haven't heard anyone say anything about compatibility on the show yet. Mm-hmm. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. I 
I think a couple things that would come into play, granted I am no relationship expert, I can really only speak from my experience, but um, like religion is usually a really big factor into if you're compatible or not. Think about how they would be as a parent, how you guys would raise kids together, um, if you like the same temperature in the house. Sometimes it even comes down to things that small. Um, if they're a family person, and if you aren't, that might be something too that could hinder having, like, hinder you from having a good relationship. Um, I mean, it really comes down to just knowing a lot about the person that you're with and seeing how they function, like, with you and without you and in the different social environments that they have too. But, yeah, I, I, religion is probably one of the biggest things, though. Mm. Making sure that you guys are on the same page there. Um, in politics, I think in the current climate, it's really important... <laughs> I don't, I really do applaud couples who have different like political views and mm. are still making it work because I feel like that's really hard because sometimes your political views come down to the different values and morals that you have. Mm-hmm. And if those aren't on the same page, how do you make that work? Right. Question mark. Because I, I don't know if I could, but. Okay. Yeah. So. What are your views on compatibility though? Because you know a whole lot more about this than I do. <laughs> Honestly, my my expertise comes from studying other people's relationships. So okay. when it comes to compatibility, always try to say, you know, a lot of people know about love languages. You know, a yes. lot of people know about the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to love languages, it's like, okay, you can maximize your compatibility by at least trying to understand your partner's love languages. Oh, that's a good way to put it. You know? Yeah. And if you don't, then it's like, I mean, if you love that person enough to kind of sacrifice or be in servitude, mm-hmm. then compatibility can can even, I mean, forget love languages. You can throw those out the window. You can still have a healthy relationship just because yeah. if I'm the kind of person that's like, hey, I want to serve you in this kind of way, mm-hmm. and your partner is speaking the same language, then when you're both serving each other, you know, wholeheartedly, then naturally. Happiest and... Yeah. What is your love language? What's your top? My love languages. <laughs> um, I like to gift give. Um, mm-hmm. I, I used to, I think everyone has a little bit of everything, but I like to gift give a lot. Like I love giving gifts. I mm-hmm. like to see people's faces when they get get something that you know i took time to think about like if i write a song for someone like oh uh, that's so cool what the you heck? know you know yeah. it's just like stuff <laughs> like that you know or planning out dates and stuff like being creative mm-hmm. um and then my other one would have to be words of affirmation like like i'm not gonna lie i like to get called like handsome and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um i would say third place um would be quality time like i like to spend time and get to know the person that I'm pursuing or courting or whatever words we use in 2020. Mm, talking. <laughs> the heck Hanging Snapchatting, out. Snapchatting. Chilling. DMing. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling. Yeah. Just. That's, that's interesting though. Mine, I think I just took this again because Anthony and I were having this discussion about our love languages. He is all about quality time. Like that was... I think he almost got, like, he scored the highest that you can get in quality time. And then, um, 
I don't even remember everything after that was just so small and then I had two mine were quality time and words of affirmation mm. and he doesn't need words of affirmation but I give them to him all the time so I know that's one thing that he's he does just for me because he doesn't need that but I need that mm. just just like a, I'm proud of you or you're doing okay sweetie mm-hmm. like <laughs> mm-hmm. you got this but they're interesting love languages are so interesting and just like what we all need is mm-hmm. so different no I agree I I didn't I remember first learning about it and I was like that makes all the sense in the world mm-hmm. like obviously we don't all have the same love languages <laughs> no. no we're all going to be different and need different things but mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm glad that you too you know are like he's willing to come out of his comfort zone to give you what you need Mm -hmm. and i mean i guess that's exactly what we're talking about right now it's just like figure out your partner's love languages and yeah yeah definitely yeah Yeah. well question number three Mm -hmm. how have you been able to focus on your individual growth and goals while maintaining a healthy relationship spending time away from each other not broken up, but just having outlets that are just for us. Um, so obviously Anthony wasn't Miss Iowa. <laughs> that was that was my time to really grow and to figure it out, figure out what it is that I um, wanted to do, how I wanted to serve my community. During that year of service, I formed my five hundred one c three. How about hope for mental health and suicide awareness? something that I had worked on for years prior to that, but it was really when I got a chance to make it grow. And like Anthony, he just got his master's degree. Um, He's gotten really into hunting all of a sudden. I'm like, why? But okay, whatever, whatever you want to do. And he also has always had a dream of being a stand-up comedian and it's been cool to watch him within this past year uh, kind of step into that realm and start to put himself out there and just to see the small milestones that he's been reaching throughout that career too. Um, it's important to have things that you both like, but also we need things that only we like too. Because if not, then what would we have to learn and would it be interesting if we were the exact same person? Because I feel like we're complete opposites, but it works though. Mm. it definitely does I think that's healthy though cause mm-hmm. like like you were saying if you were the same kind of person like what would you learn and when it goes back to like that compatibility it's like I th- I think it's exciting to get to know someone different you mm-hmm. know like I know well I don't want to say that I know myself cause I don't think anyone truly knows themselves uh, but I'd like I to say like I, you know yourself pretty well yeah I would say I know myself pretty well yeah but it's so much more exciting to get to know someone else. Like, mm-hmm. why do you... But then again, like I said, I'm a sociologist, so, like, I literally find... I get energy from, like, looking and observing people do the things they do and how they're doing it. It's like, why did why did you do that? You know, why did you... <laughs> like, what was in your mind that made you do <laughs> right, that? Right, right. Why did you think that was a good idea? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, but... So, yeah, when it comes to someone that's the opposite of me, it's mm-hmm. like, I find... I get energy out of that, so... I think it's kind of cool how you're still, you know, like, okay, I need to do things for me. Mm-hmm. I want you. I'll support you doing things for you. And we like can hunting. be hunting. Oh, hunting. I'm sure you'll probably hunt one day then. I, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I feel like I'm killing an animal. I just, I don't get it. Um, I don't. That's, that's like the one thing where I'm like, that's all you, babe. Mm-hmm. Like, you go have fun. You go talk to your hunting friends. He has hunting friends. Oh, 
they like go shoot bow and arrows and stuff. So what's your like um what's your alter like your your version of hunting? Mm, probably like anything that has to do with um I'm I'm really big into concerts. Like I love seeing artists live and he hates concerts. So I could say that that's one of my things cuz I I am always streaming music on Spotify. Um I'm always creating new playlists. Like I really think I'm doing something half the time. And I listen to a little bit of everything and he doesn't really listen to music anymore. He's really into podcasts. Which I mean, that's cool too. You're always absorbing something. Mm-hmm. But I'm over here like learning about new artists, underground, new country, opera, all over the place. And I know you're a Logic and Mac Miller fan. I am. Ugh, I don't want to talk about Mac Miller makes me sad now. Yeah. No, same with me and uh, Nipsey. Yeah. Nipsey Hustle. You know, I never listened to him prior to him passing and now I feel like everybody's a Nipsey mm-hmm, fan. Mm-hmm, Everybody. Mm-hmm. No, it's kinda sad. Like I have I have his um I actually have a, a record of Nipsey's uh, album, his last album in my room. Really? Mm-hmm. And like I was a fan of his like right before he passed and me and my buddy Mark, who actually passed the same year as Nipsey, like mm-hmm. We were talking about him like was every that day. Twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it was literally just this past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty nineteen was a year. <laughs> it was a very interesting year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to kind of, just like how artists in general influence people. Like, of course, they influence by the words, but um, just the kind of motivation and the just work ethic that some of these artists had, and then you kind of with Mac Miller in general, it was like wow like you were going through stuff and yeah and just like you i wasn't a big mac fan until really he passed yeah yeah so you weren't like i just remember being like 15 or 16 listening to his old mixtapes and being like yo mac miller's so cool no that wasn't you no that was just that was just me no i was a I'm kind of a nerd too, so I wasn't really into music until like college. I was more into like cartoons. Why is that nerdy? Oh no, what I was into into, like when you say cartoons, you mean like uh, anime? Yeah, I was just about to ask. Yeah, yeah, chess. You know, I was on chess team and stuff like that. Like I was. Oh yeah. I was. I spent a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, you were. You were a little. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was chubby. I was like, I spent a lot of time alone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't even imagine this. I know. Granted, there is nothing wrong with being a nerd. I don't even like calling people right. who are small, like smart nerds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we appreciate it. I mean, yeah, oh, so I was you like, you like claimed it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was like, I always felt like it would be cool to do that, and because um, I was in the middle school, I was in like the robotics club and stuff. And I'm not that crazy <laughs> smart though. I just like. Like I said, my my intelligence comes from observing people. Mm-hmm. So I always just like social IQ was kind of my thing that I wanted to develop growing up. I was like, you know, studying the cool kids or what we see, our perspective of what perception of what cool is. Of what the cool kids and are. And I'm like, why am I not considered cool? You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean obviously if you take those things, those variables and apply it to your own life, anybody can be cool. Oh, work out. Listen to music. 
Yeah. <laughs> Play sports. So, so you weren't one of those kids, because I feel like I was one of those kids. We're off topic here, but it's okay. Oh, no, we're fine. We're fine. Um, I was one of those kids that hopped around to, like, all of the social groups, like, every single one of them. But I was just nice to people. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, I had friendships that probably wouldn't usually happen simply from just talking to people. But I was friends with the quote-unquote nerds, the the musical people, the people who um, were like the jocks and the quote-unquote again, cool people, mm-hmm. the ones who are always out doing craziness. And yeah, but I just kind of floated around all of those. I was in orchestra. I ran track. I swam. I, I did a little bit of everything. It sounds like all of that kind of just bred Miss Iowa. Like mm-hmm. you being able to like relate if not relate you know being able to receive each one of these different social groups mm-hmm. and kind of understand them and you know because I was kind of like that too like I was cool with each one of those groups mm-hmm. but you know I <laughs> but was, you had your yeah, people <laughs> yeah we had our small group and you wouldn't see me at this table this table this table but at the same time in passing it like hey what's up yeah they know talk to everybody yeah they know you're a good person right you know you didn't right. do anything you didn't screw anybody over i tried not to you know yeah. and so and i think that just goes back to relationships in general mm-hmm. like if you're able to kind of like be open-minded to mm-hmm. people's um values people's like yeah whatever they have going on you know, you're not because there's people who are like F sports, like oh those football players or mm-hmm. those orchestra kids. I know it's so hurtful. Kayla and her violin. You oh know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a friend at school that's always like Michaela and her violin, jokingly, <laughs> but that just made me think about that. <laughs> How long have you been playing? Ten years. I started when I was twelve, so it's been a while. But that violin has really taken me all over the place, too. Outside of just being a really cool outlet that I use, um, it's given me... I mean, I wouldn't be Miss Iowa if I hadn't played the violin, really, so. And you and uh, Anthony met in high school? No, we met in college. Okay. Yeah, because he's from Houston, Mm. and I'm from here. So he got a full ride. He's super smart, too. He got a full ride um, to Iowa, for academics and of course the the man that I love is from across the country but yeah it's been cool though he he's taught me a lot about Texas he's always like it's the best state like I've never I didn't know that that was a thing like Texas pride is a big thing they're so proud of their state they're interesting state but he's from Houston so it's not like Mm -hmm. country Texas he doesn't have an accent or anything it would have been cool. But. If you had an accent? Yeah. Hey, I hear accents get you far in relationships. <laughs> they do. I mean, he speaks Spanish all the time. Not to me, though. I keep telling him that he needs to teach me. Especially because his family low-key judges me a little bit. Like the, little bit. the elders. Because they think I'm Puerto Rican or something. I was going to say, I don't see why they're judging you. Because you kind of look like you can have some Spanish in you. Yeah. You know? And so they expect, like, mm-hmm. why don't you speak Spanish? Like, I'm sorry from the Quad Cities. My mom is white. My dad is black. No, you're Spanish. No. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. but. 
So, like, is because if you guys end up having kids, mm-hmm. will you teach them Spanish or what? Oh, how absolutely. That? Yeah. Um, Anthony has this running joke with his mom because he has, like, nieces and nephews that are his age because he's a baby. So, his parents, I mean, um, his older brothers and sisters are like the age of my parents in their 40s and Anthony's in his 20s so his mom helped raise all of his nieces and nephews and he always says like well you better help me raise my kids and you better teach them Spanish so then that way they can be fluent I wish I was fluent you know how impactful that is you make more money from just being bilingual Mm -hmm. and I think I've I've heard of studies where people who are bilingual learn other things a lot quicker too mm-hmm. yeah so hopefully they'll be running around speaking spanish they can teach me something all i got is some high school spanish skills it's not gonna get me very far i feel you i think that i think that it'll be like kind of cool either way if they learn it you know mm-hmm. and just because you're i mean the way i like to think about it is like every time two different people from different like races and backgrounds they come together and they create a new family Mm -hmm. it's like that like your kids will be a whole different breed completely like that's so freaking cool yeah like black white and salvadorian like what what is their hair gonna look like (laughs) what what are we gonna do yeah it'll be interesting so we're gonna take a break And you're going to listen to this ad that's about to play. But we will see you shortly. (laughs) Welcome back, lovebirds. I'm here with Michaela Hughes-Shaw. And today's topic, if you're just now tuning in, is my experience in a long-term healthy relationship. And we are on question number five. So if you missed out a little bit on what we've talked about previously, we've talked about love languages, honesty, communication, support, compatibility, things like that. So feel free to go back, start at the beginning. If not, let's jump into question number five and we can go from there. So Michaela, my last question for you is... (laughs) what are a few things that you've learned about yourself as you've grown during these years in your relationship your transition from early college into adulthood as you are now Mm, that's such a good question um well even just high school into college and relationships um anthony always likes to bring me back to when I was 18 and I was just really immature when it when it came to relationships and I think that had to do with coming out of high school because I mean we all know what dating is like in high school so different it's not real (laughs) as much as we like to think that it's real like you look back and you're like I did not really love that boy but I sure thought I did I was so in love in love (laughs) in love and you they were the one we had no clue what was going on. Um, so I think I've just learned what a real relationship is even like. Um, it's not like what you see on TV 90% of the time. It's 
not all about like taking pictures on social media because when I was like a sophomore when Snapchat came to be and I think I was maybe a freshman when Instagram started happening uh granted it had been around for a while but I just remember like social media was the big deal when it came to relationships and making things Facebook official mm-hmm. that might not even be the case now Nope. Is that still the case? I think everybody's profile says single. Yeah, true. Like, right when you <laughs> click on it. Um, it's like... <laughs> but that was, like, a big deal for me. And Anthony's not a social media person. So I always wanted to share every little bit of our relationship on social media just because I thought that that's what you had to do. And I quickly got out of that, um, out of that, like, childlike mindset. Um, and I've really matured, I think, through that whole process. Uh, I think I've learned what I needed out of a relationship and that's not really something that you know until you actually get into one um like there would be times I would catch myself acting a certain way and I'm like where is this coming from I've literally never experienced this before like why am I being needy right now mm-hmm. why do I need attention right now mm-hmm. um but I think it just all comes with growing up and being in an actual adult relationship versus you know, whoever's texting who and who's tagging each other and what, what did we say? DMing, talking, mm-hmm, what do mm-hmm. they call it? It's, uh, yeah, DM, slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs, yeah. all of that. Yeah, it, that, that stuff just really doesn't matter. Social media doesn't really matter when it comes to relationships, even though at the time I felt like it was super important. Yeah, and no, I feel like um, a lot of people may kind of, hinder their relationship using social media all the time you know like Mm -hmm. they may utilize their personal events and just kind of glamorize those just to put those out there in social media so it has to be a certain kind of way or Mm because it's not social media perfect it's like wait why can't we just enjoy this moment (laughs) like no we have to retake this picture i was gonna say why do we have to take this picture (laughs) Why do we have to post and use mm-hmm. this hashtag and act like we're just so in love? Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed, too, and this is just making, like, a big claim, but a lot of people who share a lot of their life, their love life, I should say, on social media, uh, most of the time they're not really as happy mm-hmm. as those who are just kind of chilling, mm-hmm. you know, quietly. Um, when I When you start to feel like they're just doing things for, for the likes... Mm-hmm. For the posts mm-hmm. for everybody else and mm-hmm. not really focusing in on each other mm-hmm. you know i mean if if the majority's perception of your profile is that you're doing well mm-hmm. and and you are doing well on social media then that means that most likely in your actual life you're probably 80 percent of the time i'm just throwing out percentages to sound mm-hmm. smarter no <laughs> I mean, <laughs> most of the time, you're you're just waiting on those perfect moments in your day to put those on social media. Yeah. So that means majority of your time, you're most likely you know experiencing those negative thoughts or you're experiencing those moments where you're not so happy. Because mm-hmm. if you were so happy, then your whole life would be on social media every part of the day. So I don't know if that made sense, but... I think it does. I think even just relationships aside, too, we all just share the highlights of our life on social media. We mm-hmm. don't... Mm-hmm. We don't share the hardships or we don't share the realness most of the time. And that's something that we should get better at doing because mm-hmm. it really has just turned into this big highlight reel. And I mean, I'm 
guilty of it too. If yeah. you look at my Instagram right now, yeah. I'm sure I'm doing something that looks really exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But life is not always that glamorous mm-hmm. or that perfect or that photoshopped. Mm-hmm. So you just have to remember that. And it, I mean, like you said, when it comes to like everyone doing it, mm-hmm. and we should really get better at it. It we definitely should simply for the fact that when someone puts out something that's real or negative it gets a different kind of attention like you either some people don't get like any attention for something they're going through or if they're like they do the like large posts like oh. and they're explaining everything that's happened to them in the and last it's a like, mile long yeah and you have like, to keep scrolling yeah. and it's like people have been doing that more and it's like okay wow okay i'm gonna give them a like you know i just read this thing and it's like maybe or some people even start it like you won't care i doubt you'll read this and it's like dang yeah <laughs> you like, guilt what are you going through you know like yeah. dang like that's a lot you know you're going through things but i was actually watching this video uh yesterday with some of my uh, real estate friends and they were like it was a video of this guy just making a scene in ihop and he was like just belligerent he was drunk he was like starting a fight and he ends up getting to a fight and like literally these two guys are having a fight in the restaurant no cops this is an eight minute long video no cops have been called no one breaks up the fight and you have about 30 people in this restaurant pointing their phones recording it instead of breaking these guys up yeah no it was i had to really think about that i was like wow what in the world is happening Oh my gosh. That puts a lot of things into perspective, too. I feel like we're not living life anymore. We're Mm-mm. just posting. Posting. We're just waiting on that next thing to happen so that we can post it. Yeah, that's crazy. Somebody should have broke up that fight. Anybody could have broke Anybody. up that fight. But... Well, it's like at, in high schools now, too. I mean, I know everybody used to... There were always fights in high school, but... Um, my little cousin who goes to Rocky, she's always like, yeah, there was a fight and it's all over Snapchat. I'm like, what? See, back when I was in high school, we had phones that could record, but I mean, a lot of that was just like, oh, I heard there was a fight today Mm -hmm. versus I can watch the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth has completely changed. Mm -hmm. It's now, let me share this with you, you Mm -hmm. know, virtually. Yeah. Let me tag you in this. Let me Mm -hmm. show you this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's crazy. Super crazy. <laughs> well, I think that um I think that when it comes to relationships, I think maybe it could be very valuable to remove like me personally, I may remove myself from like social media when it comes to my relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Um just because I've noticed that when you do have I've noticed a lot of people they kind of get jealous or they get you know they if you like somebody else's picture yes it can kind of like I don't really know what it means exactly it can turn into something else yeah. that it doesn't have to be and it's Absolutely. like wait what do you like I've, I've heard people get upset or break relationships up because of people liking other girls pictures Mm -hmm. or liking other guys pictures Mm -hmm. and it's like they don't actually exist to me you know 
But at the same time, it's like, I completely understand why you'd be upset because this is a person who's has the perfect body. Mm-hmm. And what is it saying to me when you're liking this picture? When you're out here. Do you not think that people? I have the perfect body? Is this what you actually want? You know? So it's yeah. just like trying to see both sides of those perspectives and be like, uh, the best thing you can do is kind of remove yourself from it. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's insecurity, I could definitely see mm-hmm. why. But I think you should also trust whoever you're with, too. I agree. Because sometimes a like and a comment isn't that deep, really. But other times it is that deep, and it's something that needs to be addressed. <laughs> you know, depends on the situation. Do you have any, like, situation examples? Not, even not personally, even mm-hmm. something that, you know... Like I said, Anthony is never on social media, so that's not even really, it's not something that's really come up for me, but um, I know people break up over social media. I think I'm lucky enough to not know anybody personally, but I know that people do. It could be that simple. Mm-hmm. It really could be it that really simple. It really could be. <sighs> Gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you have any last words for the lovebirds. Now I feel like I need to say something inspirational. <laughs> something. In, in, in short, too. Mm. Stay. No. I'm trying to make this good. <laughs> you can't see me right now, but my fingers are on my chin thinking. <laughs> Just keep communicating. That's mm. the biggest thing. That is absolutely the biggest thing. Because if you don't have communication and you don't have trust, you really aren't nearly as happy as you could be. So just continue to communicate, continue to evaluate, and make sure that you are choosing your happiness. Is that a mic drop? Choose your happiness. Choose your happiness. Like we that. all have the opportunity to choose our happiness. Don't stay in something that isn't serving you anymore. All right. Thank you so much for listening, lovebirds. You just got a lot of amazing content. Thank you so much, Michaela, for being on the show. I appreciate you for coming out. Um, Good luck to you and everything you have going on with your podcast, with your brand, with your nonprofit organization can you share a little bit more about your nonprofit so that people can look that up yeah I can I'll just share a couple ways to find me um my name is Michaela Hugh Shaw once again you can find me with a quick google search I'm, I'm pretty out there but <laughs> <laughs> my nonprofit is called how about hope you can find us at howabouthope.com how about hope on all the socials as well um my name is Michaela Hugh Shaw on all of the socials really easy to find and Love Girls Magazine, uh, who I do the podcast for, and I've been a part of them forever, uh, just lovegirlsmagazine.com. Don't look up Love Girls without the magazine, please. <laughs> We've been working on that. <laughs> no, I just... Yeah, see, I didn't even mean to give you those images, but here you go. This has been the Good Relationships Podcast with Michaela Hughes-Shaw. And as always, lovebirds, stay blessed, not stressed.